What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of IDK Sports Pod, sports podcast, talking sports with the average guy. I'm your host, Anthony, and this again is episode five. Wow, we made it five episodes. This is your first time listening. Again, thank you for clicking on this podcast. Don't forget to save it as become a follower so you get all notifications. And if you're listening again, I also appreciate you because you've been here for five episodes and you need to give yourself a pat on the back because I really appreciate you and I can't give you a pat on the back because obviously I'm not there. Um, a good pod today, had a group session, had my wife, two of my homies come through and we talked about a lot of issues revolving sports and how sports is changing. A good little group pod, late night pod, you know, talked a little bit about a college football. So I don't want to get too much into it because this pod is a little long. So again, you can follow me at IDK Sports Pod on Instagram. Listen to me on Apple Pod or Spotify. We drop every Sunday, weekly, every Sunday. Tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your grandmama, tell everybody about your newest sport podcast that drops every Sunday. But again, I'm not going to get too much into it. Let's get into it. All right, everybody, what's up? Welcome to another episode. I think this is episode five of the I Don't Know What I'm Talking About Sports Podcast. I am your gracious host, fearless leader, all that good stuff. Anthony, late pod tonight, so, you know, got, got had to get the crew with me. Got my wife once again from, from Popular Demand. Can't you say hello? Hello. I know you guys missed me. I will be a Not too much. Not too much. Not too much. Not too much. <laughs> Not too much. Then we got Kenny back in the building again. So what's up, Kenny? Let's do it. What's happening? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we got a newcomer, my brother from another mother, because he's light skinned and I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> my man Ron is in the building. Yeah. Ron, say what's up. You already know, man. Here for a good time, not a long time. What's up? Hey, what's up? All right. So, you know what I'm saying? This pod I had to get the group in. Really didn't plan it. Everybody's happy to be here. So, you know, it's the pod we're going to do, right? So, you know, let's get into get into a little bit. You know, college football season been going on. A lot of things been happening. I think it's been a great season. It's been real competitive. I don't know what y'all think. I don't watch sports. <laughs> <That's right>. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, it's been um very competitive. You know, a few opening weeks. Um, got a few surprises. Uh, a few teams that kind of you know started out hot, kind of starting to simmer down as the as, simmer as the months are starting to reveal itself. Teams starting to show their true colors, and then as the October start to roll around, it's gonna separate the fakers from yeah. the from the true ones that's gonna stick around. So we'll see. So Fact. I like it. So what y'all think? Like, so right now it's like the early predictions, but who you think is a true contender? Or who you think are some true pretenders right now in college football? I think like. Keep it but like me, it's no real, real surprise team. Like no team that's like dominating right now. Yeah. Georgia's great, but they still yeah. got LSU. They got to play. Yeah. Um, they still got to play a Florida and the SEC. You got to go on the road in college football since they teenagers. You never know how it's gonna go. Um, I tell you, teams that I like. Mm-hmm. I like USC. Yeah, I like. I like Georgia. I like Notre Dame. I don't know how they're going right now. I got somebody got to tell me the story. I like Notre Dame. Yeah. I like um Florida State in there too. Florida State. Right, Florida State had a good game. Had a good game today. But it's just like I like a lot of teams to be decent, but I can really see, and this is this is my hot take. You know what I'm saying? When we get other stuff, I can see a team with two losses, maybe even three losses really? going to the playoffs. Because that's how much fair. Man, Duke is ranked 15th right now. Boy. Right. Yeah. That's a Duke. Yeah. Like when I said my last slide, that transport portal changed the game, dog. It really did. Changed right. the game. You know what I'm saying? What you, what you, no. who, who you looking at, Kenny? I think, uh, I think you kind of, uh, I think Ron hit it on earlier. I like Florida State, man. I like Florida State. Florida State. Travis, they, were a, they were just in a tough game earlier this morning with um with Clemson. Yeah. I think it went one, one or two overtimes earlier today. I think it went one overtime. One overtime. One overtime. Yeah. One overtime. Uh, yeah. Touchdown by Keon. Yeah, for yeah. sure. 
But um, same thing. You know, it was a tough game with Clemson, but if you look at games like that, even with uh, you mentioned Georgia earlier, it was a tough one last week. South Carolina, uh, your boy. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. Come on. He's not trying to hit him. Not too much. Same thing. Take my boy Spitz. But uh, you take that and you look at squads like USC or you know, yeah. UW or Oregon where they just – they smoking right now. I think Oregon ranked number three right now. You know what I'm saying? They just cooking, cooking with gra- you know, cooking with gas. And it's like, oh, yeah, they easily going to be in the playoffs. But, you know, I'm looking at the competition. I think they go up there and a team like Georgia or a team like um, Ohio State or Michigan, they might come up there and get them smoked, get them out of here real early. Yeah. So, like you said, I can very well see like a two-loss two team being in the playoffs just because that power spread. But you know what, so what's going to be great, though? What's going to be more interesting? Who's loving it? These bowls. You don't get a good team in a bowl game. Oh, yeah. Early. Yeah. yeah. Early. You can have a two-lane player. That capital one bowl. Play, crazy. Uh, <laughs> play a pack to like a Washington. Yeah. And I told y'all that Carl Pennix was like that. He's like that. Like, what's his name? Is Carl? Michael. 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 Yeah, oh, yeah. His name should be Carl. But speaking of, like, you know what I'm saying, college football and everything, you know, you know, one of the big things in college football right now is that changed everything with the transfer program, NIL money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? NIL money, for people that don't know, is basically that you can sell your name and likeness and make money off of it. So, like, if you're a local car dealer, like, um, what's my man? What's my man around here riding with Charlie, Charles Barker? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Want you to sign your name on some stuff? You can, um, you know, you can make money off that. You know what I'm saying? You about to get my son come up here, you know, Told you my studio's in my living room. You know, but um yeah. and that's my dog. You know, but I told you it's the average pod. Is that the first time? It's the average pod, bro. Average guy. Family man, bro. But now the NIL, we're making uh making money. I think it's changed a lot. So now schools and areas, or if your school can make NIL yeah. money for these players, they're gonna go. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody you don't know everybody financial situation, right? Right. Like, even if it's two hundred thousand, yeah. when we sign in my name, some people are gonna take that. Right. And so, I want to really talk about in the pilot. Like, how you think that affect? It's a nice pass. Um, how how that really affects, you know, people decision making. Like, is it really about academics anymore? Nah. Or is it really about like if you're a person that like really need the bread? How does that change now? Where you go, like like right now we look at Washington State. What makes it up from the East Coast don't go to Washington State? They got like a seven hundred thousand dollar NIL deal on you talking about how that really, you know, what I'm saying I want to just hear from y'all perspective how that really changed. Not just college football, high school sports too. Like yeah. changed youth sports all together. That's a fact. That's a fact. I, um, I, I'll lead off. I'll say um, I'll start at the collegiate level and maybe at the back end I'll touch on high school. Um, so as far as and like in college, right? So when you these kids come up here, so you know, you're making pretty much grown-up decisions at like 17, 18 years old, right? So you possibly got a deal on the table, depending on four star, four star or five star, making a deal, probably more money than anybody in your family ever seen at a very tender age, just going in, going into the collegiate program. So who's who's there for your mentorship? You know, ain't, ain't that many lawyers that's going to, you know, step in or intervene to say um, financially if this is the best thing. You just looking at a number, looking at, okay, this school's lit. All right, cool. Let's go there. It's not too much full, you know, 360 coverage on is this the best position. It's, you know, ain't. So are you even looking at what the coach plays anymore? What's that? When like you said, I got 200000 Nobody is more than some niggas made out the same. His parents today is like, uh, no, nah, he'll sign. I know they'll sign. So, again, you make him, you bring him money into that house that has never been seen before. Facts. All right. So, the grooming at that age, if you want to get into that, is a lot different now. Okay. You know, so are we, are we grooming businessmen or are we grooming student athletes at this point? Okay. So, it, it's, it's a lot, you know, that pressure that, you know, that, that crown we give these kids and these deals is, is a lot heavier than, you know, that first go around. Not saying that, you know, I know money was, you know, being split in envelopes and slid in, you know, in these kids' pockets before, but 
It's just a lot more different now. Now it's in front of the camera. Now we got, you know, the sponsorships that are getting the patches on your, you know, the patches on your uh, scholarship when you come in. So, you know, this is a little bit of a different game. The pressure's a little higher. The stakes are a bit higher. That's so, important. I, I mean, this is going to be a, a lot more intensive when, when it comes to, uh, you know, picking these schools. I would take a trip if that means the taxes over there is a little bit different. When it comes to getting, I didn't think about that. Texas and Florida got no state tax, right? Okay, all right. So your little Bob Barker car dealership over there could be a little, could be a lot more money, could be a lot more money on the back end, you know, as opposed to you know, let's just say you're here in Virginia, then you know, whoever mom and pop store over here, because I'm gonna get cut, I'm gonna get hit over the head, state tax. You know what I'm saying? So now we again we're making grown up decisions. At <laughs> you know, we're looking at state taxes at, <laughs> at 18 when we were only supposed to be looking at what student, you know, what collegiate program or what you know <laughs> educational house I want to be going to. You know what I'm saying? That's real. You know, it's a little, it's a little bit different game. And, you know, you're making a, a, a decision for a household as opposed to just you know what I want to do for my athletic career. Yeah. Well, I wonder how that affects like recruiting. Though. Mm-hmm. Like, if a lesser-known school is able to offer more money, but say you know you're gonna offer from like Alabama, but you know they they're only gonna offer the top money to, or, or you're only gonna profit off so much to Alabama. You know you're gonna have like the top player. They're gonna get profit off their name. Yeah. But you know you you can go start right away at like a lesser-known D1 college. Uh, say, you know, we're just talking about Colorado. Like, you're right. seeing people, you know, recruiting them and, and, and making money off uh, just that talent for So how's recruitment affected now with NIL? And not, not to cut you off, but on the real, like, I thought about that, right? Yeah. So, like, talking about Alabama, right, and all the other schools, right? Alabama will be Alabama. Georgia will be Georgia, right? Let's take a Kentucky, LSU, right? Yeah. Even Alabama. The Alabama got money. But when you talk about talking about donors, let's talk about a team like SMU in Dallas, mm. the originators of giving money, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. You think them donors, they ain't a power file now? You think them Dallas donors ain't got money to give up? So SMU, amen, them text people is crazy, right, about football. Mm-hmm. We see the high school stadiums, right? Yeah. Let's say an SMU donor don't say, yo, kid, I need like 600,000. Who signs some football real quick? No real jobs. I need six hundred thousand. Nothing to me. Yeah. I'm an oil guy, or I'm a big business guy. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? That makes it. Uh, that makes it. That's a, that's a big that's a big deal. That's what I thought about recruiting. It's going to be talent spread out. There's going to be some schools just by area. Mm-hmm. I take Colorado. Colorado's an outlier because Dion is there, yeah. right? Sure. Um, we'll get into that. But some areas like like these, no takes, no state tax in Texas, no state tax in Florida. So, also, what I want to say with the group, but now let's talk about NIL for the kids, right? And for like the parents, right? We all older. You know what I'm saying? I got kids. I got a kid. I got kids. I got one kid. I got I got a kid. And then when he get older, right? Uh-huh. How, if you're not a savvy business parent, right? Mm-hmm. Do you go get a lawyer? Do you go get an agent? Absolutely. Do you go get a, at least a financial advisor that help you with this? Because NIL is not going to stop. It's coming to high school, too. High school students are going to get something like NIL. And that's the, my thing is, that's just like people want to have, you want to have to have somebody around you that got good businesses. So, yeah. So, like, so yeah, Tanji, so how, so as a mother that, you know, don't really watch sports like that, but your son gets an NIL deal for a good chunk of change, right? Let's not put it up. It's a good chunk of change. Right. What, what, how would you navigate that? What would you want to be done? So, in addition to the money, I'm thinking about, like, also culture. Like, I know that we're just talking about NIL money and stuff like that, but money isn't everything. So, like, if my son is going to be in a sea of people who don't necessarily look like him, right, aka 
maybe he goes to Colorado and the student population there is mostly white. I want to know what protections or what is the coach's atmosphere towards him because we can't ignore the fact that he still is looked as a black man in Colorado. That's important to me. So like in addition to the money, I'm not going to send my son to a big school like Florida where I'm getting racist vibes from the defensive coordinator or the offensive coordinator. I'm not sending him there. I don't care how much money they're offering because in the long run, it's not going to be in a good environment for him. I also want to see what else, like what does the school offer like are they going to be preparing him for what to do with the money and to see like hey like just not about the money like what are you doing to make sure that your students are fiscally responsible if you're offering him all this money mm -hmm. are you just going to send him off to the wolf these are things that schools need to be thinking about if they're not already thinking about it because like i want to know like is he going to learn about financial literacy is he going to know learn about marketing and things like that. Is someone going to teach him what you tweet, what you, if Twitter is even a thing when he goes to college, but what you put on Instagram. It's not Twitter anymore. Well, whatever. I'm Obviously, I'm dating myself. <laughs> whatever. Are they going to be teaching those types of things to him if they're offering a certain type of money? If they're not, then that's like how I'm going to make my decision. Of course, I would bring in a professional because we only know what we know and like none of us have been offered a certain amount of money that's worth the scholarship right. to go anywhere like we may have gotten scholarship for school but not to that same level as an 18 year old so I would bring the professional but that's what I would consider because it's like how are you going to be offering all these 18 year olds all this money and I, it's like when we got the predatory loans, the student loans, like they just tell us, sign all this stuff, but no one really lets us know the, like how that's going to affect our life down the road. And so like, I'm not going to let my child make the same mistake without actually them explaining it and stuff like that. That's how I feel about it. But you kind of say that from, you know, because we know each other from a privileged standpoint. Oh, I was about to say, yeah. So, you know, bills paid, stable income, but imagine, you know, saving coming to, uh, uh, let's call it what it is, you know, like a black parent household, say if they're a low income household, and single parent, single parent, parent, single parent, yeah. and, you know, behind on bills, behind, you know, and they need this money. This is life changing for them. You know, what do you say to that? I mean, I really can't even speak on that because I don't even know what it is even like to come from that position because like that's not how I grew up so I don't even know I can understand for that parent that has real life issues like bills need to be paid you know rent is due like those are very real life things but I feel like I don't know sometimes I feel like certain schools take advantage of parents exactly. like that and so it's like that's not fair to them. So I would urge any parent that is in that situation, like, don't let them take advantage of you. Like, you actually are the prize. Like, they want your child to play for their school. You got options. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I feel like they prey on those types of situations, thinking that, you know, they're just going to go for the nice, shiny thing. And so I just, so, I don't know that, I, and I don't know if that's exactly happening, but I'm just going based off of what I've seen yeah. in the past. But I, I wrote some real, some real, like, like, you know what I'm saying? So we went that route, right? Now let's talk about, let's talk about far as NIL, the illusion that some high school parents and athletes are going to think that everybody's going to get it, right? Um, I, like I said in my last pod about NIL and transfer portal. Some of y'all kids is out of high school are not, unless you're like a five-star, most of y'all not get, get the big offers. Right. Transfer portals change that. Like, if I'm a mid-major group of five school, I'm going 70% transfer portal, right? So if you're waiting for NIL money and stuff like that, because that's what you think you're supposed to get because your child is number five in the state, whatever like that, but Virginia Tech and them ain't calling, 
are you do in that same not looking from a privilege standpoint in that same time are you going to say hey you might want to take this FCS law for at Hampton or Norfolk State or at William and Mary because now it went from us getting IL to like yo I'm gonna just hold off on these scholarships I'm gonna go to this school because maybe I'm gonna get money. Let's keep it a buck. All of them not gonna get money. They're not. It's gonna everybody's not gonna get money. So the thing that worries me is the illusion that that some of the media brings up with the Shadur, how CJ Shroud was making money, how yeah, Kevin Williams was making good. money, yeah. stuff like that. Your child might not be there. Your child might get a local dealership. Because really NIL, the school is not supposed to find it. <laughs> You're supposed to use your likeness to be able to find it, right? right? I think the one dude with the most NIL who can play in Norfolk State, Raekwon, he had like 25 deals. You know what I'm saying? They went big deals, they were local deals. You know what I'm saying? So um, I just don't want, like I see people getting the illusion that, oh, my son is good. I'm supposed to get this deal. But uh, with that, I will also, this is actually in support of uh, Tammy's point is that as a parent, uh, we don't have that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We don't have that privilege of being like uh, victims of the moment, or what's the word or the phrase? Just you have to be just prisoners of the moment, you know, mm-hmm. where you're just looking at it in, in a snapshot where it's like, oh, well, let's just take what we have right now. As parents, we gotta have that foresight. Yeah. It gotta be. But to wrong point, a lot of people are not. Like, we can say that because, you know, like, not trying to get in our pockets, but, you know, our stuff has been kind of taken, we we, we can take care of ourselves. But like Ron said, you go into some of these neighborhoods where mom, on section, mom or dad, is on section eight. You know, ain't never seen that type of money. Then then Texas calls and say, I'm going to say 800,000 right now. So check this out. For those on Section 8, those bills going to be there. Those bills was there before your, your son. Your, yeah, your right. son, hold on, but those bills were there before your son was jumping high and running fast and catching passes and tackling, you know, at a high efficiency rate. Those bills were there all that entire time. But now I can be rid of them. But the parents look for their kids to change all that. Like those bills. And we, okay, we also be starting to venture into a conversation where we ain't working our futures on our kids neither. That is the conversation. And I am bringing that conversation up. Right. It's not like, oh, I gotta wait for my son to get to the league. I need you to get to the college. To the college. And, I need you to be part of our I need you to get an NIL deal. And now we're stymieing that growth again. Because now, without that protection program, which uh, I think Tammy was alluding to, where, okay, yeah, we signed a deal for a quick 800000 Who's to say your child is ever going to see all that 800000 you know, because of uh but once they sign, um, once they tell you the deal, they have to give you the money, but they cut you or whatever. That's part of that's part of the agreement. Those are guarantees in the country. Those are guarantees. Yeah, the one dude retired from football and they still like they like University of Florida, somebody still has to pay him. But do you know if that's like the NIO regulation? It's not supposed to be a pay for play. Oh okay. so it'll be like this is something that you did to say your likeness. So when you sign the NIL deal, that per that whoever you signed it with still has to, whether they want you to do the, the events or not, still has to pay you. But I think that to the point of parents who may not be as privileged, I don't know if we're necessarily giving them that my, that single parent, whether it be a woman or a man, I don't really know if we're giving them enough credit. We're assuming what, what you mean? No, what I'm saying is yeah, but I'm saying is, how do we know for sure that this it ain't just single parents no. that mortgaging mm-hmm. on their mm-hmm. on their I know, but parents. I know that, but I'm saying it's low income, whatever you want to say. What I'm saying is, I think that it doesn't matter the economic the economic status of the parent mm-hmm. is what this is like the overarching thing I'm trying to say. I think that it could be any parent. Like, yes, does it seem more appealing from what we've seen that maybe lower income households might just jump at the opportunity of NIL and assume that my child's supposed to be a star, so I'm going to hold out. But there are parents 
who are secure in their finances that still do the same thing. I don't necessarily know if that is like if that's always happening. Just to play devil's advocate, I don't know because I've great. seen it both sides. You can always see it both sides, but like and Ron, I think we're on the same page. When you don't have, and somebody is bringing something for you to have that you never seen, that changes the ball game. I'm struggling, fridge empty. You know some of these kids' story, right? And now. Yeah, they, don't, they don't hesitate to bring it up every draft night. Exactly. <laughs> and now, but, and now, you know, they bring in somebody saying, hey, I can, for the moment, whether it is more than off my kid or not, we see it all the time. Child actors, yep. basketball, all yep. that. Again. Wait a minute, and like, if I don't have, and somebody's saying they about to give me my child 500000 to play a game, and other schools saying, yo, we got a great education. We'll set your child up um, to be great. He's going to get a chance to play, blah, 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 blah. But I'll only give you 150. Some of them going to be like, take me that five to They want the money right now. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm saying that's where the responsibility, that's where the responsibility has to be on the parent, where it's not, okay, right now, cool. You made a perfect analogy with the, the child star. It's like, okay, where we see him at now? Walking up the street, lint made pocket, he got <laughs> in Okay. But that's Britney Spears. In cases like that, where it's like, is that really was it a was it a conservatorship that she got? Is that is that really what you want to do with your kids? Is that something that you really want to uh, I'm not saying do a conservatorship, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying, as an like, example. Yeah, but, I'm. It's 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 hard for somebody who doesn't have that struggling. And if the parents don't have the foresight, how can I teach the kids? Like, thank you. But then that goes back to what I said: is that I think that it's really important for the schools to mm -hmm. think about that because you're right. If the parent doesn't have a foresight, whether they're whatever their economic status is then that 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 responsibility ultimately lies with whomever is offering the deal and like you said mm -hmm. it's not for the colleges to find the deals right that's not how nil is supposed to be not, but, technically. not technically right so i think that these schools that are offering more than five thousand dollars even if it's I don't care if you're offering anything, then that needs to be something so, that they okay, do. So I'm just like, okay, that sounds good. Well, let's keep it a buck. I'm a coach. I need to win games. I need this kid is it. Oh, it's possibly for what? Oh, I got it here. So I got a three hundred thousand for you right now. NIL deal you sign. I need to win football games. I need to win basketball games. I need to win. We know we can talk and you talk for your society. But this is America. And like I said in my last part, what I say, Kenny, you do this to it. Coach got two years. Oh, yeah. Two years. It's a small window. So my one year is up. I got a little recruiting class coming. This kid, number one running back out of Virginia. This kid, number one quarterback out of North Carolina. They want to come to my school, but say, Coach, I need some money. I'm going to get that money. And the school, uh, and, oh yeah, you can afford to do that though. Not about the schools, but if I'm at a, if I'm at a top school. Yeah. I just got the job, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to give them the money. And the school ain't about to be worried about what these kids. They, they need you to win football games. If you win football games, market the school, and enrollment goes up. And that's how the school make money. And that's where the problem lies for me, as far as where, also where I'll be making my decision. All right, am I putting my kid in some place where his those uh, those small details will be discussed at length as far as finances and things of that nature? Am I putting him in a village or am I putting him in a machine just to be kicked out of here? That's where my decision will be lying at. Yeah, but but I understand your point because, like, as you said, I know the coach is like, hey, if such and such ain't riding, <laughs> I gotta get. Get uh, Joe Slow on the line because this 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 train got to keep on rolling. Facts. You know what I'm saying? I got I got family. Exactly. I got more Right. Exactly. And I'm not about to wait because 
you know, John Doe and John Dane ain't you know ain't ready to ain't ready to sign the line. So, but hey, again, that's where the responsibility lies as a parent to be aware that it's like I'm not just gonna put you in a cockamamie, you know, situation, but you know, for some change. You know, hey, money come and go, man. Money ain't got no owners. Don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. Facts. <laughs> but nah, like so now, you know, we talked about NIL. So I'm gonna segue into um uh, uh I wanna talk about fans, y'all. I think fans have changed since, like, I was younger. Like, things that fans will say, things that fans will do. And I think I got an idea of why fans have changed, especially on the professional level. I think betting has changed a lot. You can be at the game putting the parlay in, Mm -hmm. and somebody mess up, you know what I'm saying? Losing money. It went from, oh, I'm just watching, now I'm, like, actually lost. Right. You know, that changed, but, like, I think think fans have became more unrealistic. I think they became more hostile to a point where it's like really dangerous. Um, I just think people don't really. It's cool to be a fan, but at that point, like it's a got to the point where people just don't give give a crap about nothing, which is cool. If you that fan, they're like just don't care about facts. I'm a ride with my team, <laughs> but don't be trying to be like. That fan is like trying to talk and be like, nah, my team like this, your team is really trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I say fans get too hostile. And I'm gonna say this, I don't condone it. That hit that Travis Hunter got was a horrible hit. Right. Horrible hit. But they didn't want death threats. The kid made a mistake. Kid made a mistake. I don't think it was a bounty. I think it was hyped up all week. Personal, personal, personal. It's already a rivalry game. You think he made a mistake? I think I think he may, I think in the heat of the moment he's 19 years old mm-hmm. and it got too much. They've been hey, you've been hearing your, your 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 team about to get beat by 40. Talking junk about your coach, your coach talking junk back. It's a rivalry game, it's a packed house. And a 19 year old kid wanted to send a message, didn't send it the right way. But does it warrant death threats? No, it doesn't. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, does it want death threats? He should have been kicked out of the game. I get that. But, like, where are we at in society as fans of a game? He get death threats people that never been to Colorado, never been to the dining hall, never been to the dorm, mm-hmm. never been to a business, the business. What, have been, what school have been to set? What, what's your, what was your major then? What your degree say? Oh, you ain't never go? You just, you just a fan fan? You don't know what Colorado is. Where is it at? Is it a different mode? Where is it at? <laughs> like that's my thing. Maybe I'll, I don't know what I'm talking about. So like, I just want to get other people tasting. That jump been messing with me all week. Like death threats, yo, to a 19 year old that tried to send a message, and it was wrong. It was late as hell, and everything like that. There's other ways you can send a message, but if you ever played a sport and it's highly intense, football, basketball, anything, sometimes you want to send a message. Football, be a little, you know what I'm saying, a little, uh, a little hit. Basketball, you come down a lane, it's a hard foul that you probably wouldn't do against another team. Baseball, you might throw at somebody. You know what I'm saying? But it's the now we at the point where this kid, they put his address out there. He get wow. death threats. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? How y'all feel about it? You know what I'm saying? I don't watch sports. I can't comment on that. Anyway. <laughs> Well, I think for me, like, I can speak from, like, social media and a uh, sports betting perspective, right? Well, social media, we all have access, or we feel like we have access to these players. Mm. So, a lot of times, say, you know, a player has a bad game, we can pretty much comment and say whatever we want to that player, knowing that we're never we're not going to see him one-on-one. Yeah. So, we pretty much can be unfiltered and say whatever. But then, that is taken to, you go to the actual game. Uh, I can speak from like NBA, especially like Utah with Russell Westbrook, right? You know, you, you are talking jump to Russell Westbrook. He's coming to Utah um, to play your team, and you're saying all, all these different things you would never say to his face. Now you're at the game, you're you're saying the same thing that you would have said, but now he's right in front of you. So now you feel like you're entitled. You feel like you know you can just say whatever like you did in social media um, and banter. I mean, our athletes know trash talking, but it's like trash talking went to a different personal level. Yeah. And then sports betting, we feel entitled as well. Like, just like you just talked about, about, you know, putting a parlay up and then the player that, you know, 
you wanted to score. I needed you need. Oh, I need one more touchdown. I need one more you know yard, and they don't get that. Now you feel like you can say whatever because I put money on you. You don't look at the human aspect anymore. You look uh, at it from like you know profits and resources. Like yeah, yeah, like you messed my parlay. You owe me two hundred fifty dollars. I could have won that, and that that takes away from the experience of the game. Like like you said, prior to social media, prior to sports betting, you lose uh, some, you win some. Yeah, prior to that, you could just watch the game and be engulfed into the experience. Now it's like you can't really watch the game without you know, pick up your phone and say, okay, how many yards we got? All right, how many touchdowns? Okay, what's the spread? And it's just, it takes away from the overall experience that we used to have. And I think that's also part of the reason why, like, the fans are different now and how they react to the players, how they react to games, and just, you know, the overall aspect of sports. Yeah, it just seems like it doesn't reach the level that's like, like, and everybody want to, like, blame after, oh, it's a little bit sensitive. Trash talk is trash talk. Say, hey, and you suck. You know what I'm saying? Trash. I get that. But then they like to make it personal. You know what I'm saying? Talk about my money. You know what I'm saying? Different things like that. I just think we done went too far and now it's trickling down to like 18-year-old kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The kid made it was the kid wanted to send it to, I think he I see what he was trying to do. He was trying to send a message. In the robbery game, you want to send a message. That was just a horrible. Message, but we got him talking about was a bounty. The calls and the coach told him to do that. I think the boy really thought that he was going to be there at the same time and committed too soon and committed and they couldn't stop that. Mm, I was late hit. It was, it was a blatant late hit. I yeah. wouldn't give him that much. Nah, it was, it was a blatant. No, he was, it was always going to be a late hit. Yeah, I don't think it was in, with the intent of you know. Severe injury here, and I'm gonna you know call. Well, I'm gonna hit your play. I'm gonna send. I'm sending a message. I'm gonna send this exactly. I'm gonna send this. And uh, oh, he should not the game. Yeah, that's for sure. On top, you know, I'm gonna like that. I'm sending a message. Hard hit. Set the tone. Boom. You know, let's move on to the next play. I don't think it was that ill intent, but <clears throat> outside, you know, outside the the lines and off the field, as far as fans, it's a warped sense of reality, man. As as Brian alluded to. You know, with social media and you know being behind the screen all day, you you just have this freedom, you know, and just do whatever. And this isn't gonna start with the Colorado kid. I hope you don't feel like you know we picking on them. You know, this has been happening for a while with you know collegiate collegiate athletes, whether it's a, a Miss Bassey or a Miss, you know, kick or whatever. You know, leaving stuff at people's houses and especially for like college kickers. My God. If they miss a field goal in a big game, you can forget about it, especially in those Auburn Alabama games. My God. Yeah. But <clears throat> so there's been plenty of examples before, but us as just fans, onlookers, spectators of the sport, gotta bring it down, man. Cause yeah, when you return back to your desk job on Monday, <laughs> right, <laughs> it is never that serious, man. And you, and you never, and if we had to put the shoe on the other foot, you never had that many eyes on you while, you're at, your job, while you're at your job filing and printing and clicking and sending email, whatever you're doing. Yeah. You never had that many eyes on you and literally commentating on your lifestyle and your likeness and every step you take. And mind you, they doing that about kids. Right. It's, it's very warped. It's very judgmental and um especially with somebody I'm <laughs> wait that up I'm especially with somebody that has literally no tie to the school. It's like, I've said it years, you have literally cats no out here ties to the school. I'm glad you brought that up. Let me you cats know. out here. I know people be fans, right? But you know me to the day I I'm always say this. I don't understand how you a diehard college fan. Uh, Bama fan with like stuff on your car, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you ain't never ate, you ain't been to fried chicken Wednesdays. You ain't been, you ain't been to, been to no, no class, no pep rally. Probably never been to Alabama. Right. Like, oh, I'm a hard. I'm gonna buy all the merch and stuff like that. Right. You graduated from community college. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not saying you can't like a team and be cool, but die hard though for a college. I can like it. Like, I can say, that. I'm going to say Duke basketball cool, but, like, it's to the point where, like, it rules my day if they lose. Yeah. 
It'd be some cats like, oh, I'll take no dang game and watch it. It's some cats that never step foot on none of their cats and be like, can't believe Ohio State lost, man. <laughs> Bruh, yo, you ain't been on the elevator. You ain't been in the dorm. You ain't been in no 12 2. Meanwhile, you ain't been in no Hollywood. Meanwhile, your life's still going on. Yeah, you right. still got your bill still coming in. Now, like, kids like, still be, <laughs> still kidding you. Now, for example, for us, like, if, like, you know, like of our schools, right? We all kind of educated. If we get upset about it, yeah, we we've been there. Yeah, we we, we ran, we walked them same halls. You know what I'm saying? We wore them same stuff. You know what I'm saying? We 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 that's our alma mater. Like, but like you a diehard somewhere you didn't even attend two years for. Like, even not even short term. But maybe I'm misguided. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, but it just seemed like that. That's just weird to me. NFL teams, I totally get it. It's an NFL team. They pros. You know what I'm saying? You can like an NFL team. Most of the time it's a regional thing. I get that. Yeah. But a college? How do y'all even know what cities these colleges are in? But, you know, same thing at the pro level. You know, you buy, you know, you're a fan of the coach. You're a fan of the hoopla that surrounds the team. You know, Colorado. They, they just seem like they just keep coming up tonight, but Colorado. No, why they come down? Let's say it. I'm saying, come on, pod. You about to pod? You about to pod? See, no, no, ain't no brothers being vulgar like that, dog. Hey, you're now. It's the problem effect, man. Ain't no brothers involved. So, like, let's just, like, let's segue in because I've been waiting for this one all week. All right. Yeah, I know you know what I'm saying. I've been waiting for this all week. Brave really disturbed me, dog. And I get it. I get it, bro. He's a mega star. There's never going to be another Dion, right? Dion is Dion. One of the best football players ever. But then you got Master P, <laughs> Little Wayne, T.O., Michael Irvin. Did he go for you? Oh, you got uh, you got all these t- all these dudes out there. Colorado looking dark as hell. Looking like an HBCU? Yeah, that's another part of it. Let's talk about, like, right? They act like Dion is the only black. Do we really support each other? That's my real question. We don't support our own. We only support our own when we when we like them. Right? Mm. When they dress, when they dress a certain way, right? Mm. I got a chain on, I got the shades on. Right, I do all this right, yeah. right. James Franklin is doing nothing but winning at Penn State. Black people don't even probably don't even know that he's the coach of Penn State. Black man in the Big Ten, right? Um, who's Marcus Freeman? Only the second coach, second black coach ever for another day. Yeah. What what the black celebrities after that though? I don't see him at the game. No, no, I'm looking at it right now. You see, see me? I don't see. I don't see nothing either. Right. Um. HBCUs, right? Only time we get a black celebrity come to HBCUs is homecoming on the pan. But they'll go to go to fair skin boulder, because I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> fair skin boulder for a game. But the uh, Master P, he's from New Orleans, right? Ain't Southern from New Orleans? Grandma. Ain't Grandma in New Orleans? Yeah. Lil Wayne from New Orleans, right? But we, we gotta pay you to get you to come, right? Mm-hmm. And my main thing is, I'm not too upset about it because I don't believe in black celebrities coming to save us or help us because they never have. They don't. And we can talk about that. But I get that's your boy and all. But like, do we really, all these extra fans that are really African American, put more money in voter in Colorado voter pockets? You know what I'm saying? And then now you're shitting on Jackson State because, you know, I'm done with y'all. But half of y'all, Boulder, if you can't play football, Boulder has a 3% black population. What do you think that 3% does? They all average. Yeah. Right? So that means all y'all is buying merch and giving them more money? Thank you. Can't even get into Colorado for you. Thank you. Because affirmative action is over. <laughs> so I'm just saying, do we really, there's a conversation as far as sports wise, do we really support? Oh, you can get black people to buy tickets to go to Colorado, black tickets, um, and stuff like that, but you can't get no black people to come to the 7-5 and go to Hampton and Norfolk game. 
But this is different though. So we obviously as a culture praise celebrity and we we can't act like Dion's not one of the most mega players, best players of all time, one of the best players of all time. And on top of that, there went there well, other than today, the Naller winning program, they turned it around. So if Dion were to pretty much go one and eleven, it'd be quiet. What? It, it would be quiet. So, but the fact that they're winning and winning in in the fashion that we like, we praise excellence and we also praise black excellence. So the fact that Dion was, you know, came in there, turned around a program that was one eleven, and then beat TCU first week, second week came in beat Nebraska with swag, with culture, with the blenders on, you know, with the chain. So on. about how you, you know, about how you got, you got to look a certain way. I'm just saying, he embraces the culture and we embrace Dion. So, to your point about like 757 or, or people going to Jackson State to support or people going to Grambling or whatever, those aren't winning programs. We don't know. See, that's, that's what missed the point. No, but we don't we don't know those programs. They're not highlighted on TV. Well, They're not something that the mainstream knows about. So, who's, who's going to like an HBCU game that is not from that region? You're not going to Jackson just to watch a game. You're not supporting them. You're probably going to NSU because you went there and you're in this area, but people aren't going to somewhere where it's not, you know, where the culture's not at right now. And so they, who creates the culture? Where did he get the culture from? I mean, where, Deion, where did Dion get the culture from that he brought the, that he brought the Colorado? He didn't get a race to you. He, I mean, he brought everything he did with Jackson. He wanted the band to play he like that. Band, he got rocked. Yeah, you're going to take it to the good parts. So, but where does the culture start? If you want the culture to be built, where does the culture start? If you want to, if, I, if I'm a rapper, a young rapper, and I got an album I want to sell, I'm trying to blow up. What, what am I doing? I'm on the homecoming circuit. Why? Because the culture is with HBCUs. The only reason why it's not mainstream in my eyes is because we don't control media and we won't watch, we won't watch us. If the viewership was up and, and we were and we would watch us, then it would be mainstream. But but my thing is everybody, and this is why another conversation why why I as an HBCU grad and HBCU person gatekeep hard because everybody wants to steal the culture and say, oh, they just like an HBCU, then why won't you come to one? Mm. Mm. Well, of course they want the good parts of the culture. Bingo. They want right. Bingo. You're right. Why Boulder ain't have a barbershop already for, for, the, for, the, for the kids that were there? They were black kids. They didn't have a barbershop. Why did I have to bring a barbershop? They didn't care. They didn't care. Well, it's all about money at the end of the day, too. Dion brings revenue to Colorado. So if he's bringing culture, eyes, and revenue, they're going to, you know, acquiesce to what he needs and what he wants. So if Dion's bringing all those eyes and money to the schools, they're going to bring the barbershop. They're going to bring... You know, okay, you want this type of memorabilia? We're gonna bring that. You want to have the, the band play HBC music? You know, we can have that. So we gonna steal that, right? Hey, I mean, they've been doing it for years. <laughs> but <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, that's but it, that is, to answer your point. My thing is that that goes back that we don't support our own. Like I said, James Franklin is a black man who that Penn State. You know, when black folks talking about him, they don't mainstream media. You know, black folks talking about him. Marcus Freeman, because but, it, but I know what it is. He doesn't wear the shade. He doesn't wear the glass. He ain't got the he ain't got the flat brim cocked to the side. You know what I'm saying? We support who we want to support, but then when people treat us bad, they be like, nah, we don't support. You know what I'm saying? We gotta support each other, man. We gotta stick together. Mm -hmm. But I really don't think far in the sports aspect, we don't do that. True. I mean, I think I think everybody say people are culture vultures. We let people vote our culture. They over trying to play neck. You follow me? They trying to play neck at Colorado, bro. They got Rocky the Boulder with a chain on, dog. That's what they think of us. That's what they think of y'all. What they think of us? Good point. HBCUs, we have a standing. And people say, oh, well, you know, they have winning programs. Grammar's one of the most winning programs ever in college football. They didn't get the same chances or opportunities to play some of the other schools. But just because you got the money, and I get it, they got the money in mainstream media, but we know the mainstream media is online. ESPN is not going to show HBCU game. But if they did, when they do show it, the Celebration Bowl is only outmatched for the bowl games by the 
um, the New Year's Bowls. Every other bowl has less viewership than the Celebration Bowl besides New Year's Bowl. New Year's Bowls, the Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, what is it, Capital One Bowl, all them bowls, the big ones with the big names. All them other bowl games in the group of five schools like the Tulsa's and all them, why can they be shown on ESPN? Why can they show HBCU games? They don't because it's a narrative. But I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to let somebody else pie. I don't know, brother. I think he, <laughs> he pretty much cooked that solo mic. Muted <laughs> 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 up real quick. But um, pretty much the same. I'm just going to get an echo for you at this point. I'm going to go ahead and take it on the limb. Every, you know, everybody want to be black till it's time to be black. And that, and that's where I stand on it. It's, uh, I really don't like it. I don't like the, the sign of it, you know, that, you know, all, all of a sudden we all going to pop out. At Boulder, Colorado, you know, I understand that your man, Deanna, homie, you know, he like the uncle, the cousin, however you want to feel about him in the culture. But man, we got schools in some of the biggest cities, Baltimore, DC, Atlanta, New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? All, all these places that we like to mention in our rap songs, how we like, you know, it's real cool to say we got out the mud, we came from the trenches, we did it. We, we can say that all the time, but when it comes to supporting our own man, fools won't even turn the other way. They won't even look, won't even get a chance just to pop up. I, I'm sure there's a few kids at Norfolk State that would love to see, you know, Master P or love to see Lil Wayne walk the uh, walk their squad out on the field. That'd be a trending topic right now in this region. I, I know there's a few people that would love to see, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Some major rap artists just to walk they, you know, walk they team out on the field. You know what I'm saying? It's just few things that we just get left with the problems with. You know, when it comes to this, you know, this black card, you know what I'm saying? It, it comes with its, its privileges and its, you know, detriment at the same token. You know, it's like, oh man, uh Dion, he, you know, he's the coolest, he, he swagged out, the shades, like, you know, it's it's cool. It play, it plays into the hype, plays into the hoopla. You know, it gets everybody, it gets everybody talking, but man, you leave a lot of people in the in the in the cold, a lot of people in the shade when it's just like, you know, I'm speaking of Jackson State at this point, when you know you can just just as easily turn your attention elsewhere. And take everything with you. You know, and you can and in the in the field, I don't, I don't think the audacity is the word, but it probably like just the arrogance that you can just copy and paste our culture like that. At, that's a big problem. Again, same as and same as everyone in this room, HBCU grad, Hamlet alumni. Just to think that you can take that and just as easy, cut it out the frame, put it, post it over here, and it's gonna be all the same. I'm bringing the same experience. It's not It's not something that can be bought or sold. That's embedded. That's what. Mm-hmm. That's what you take with you when you roll out the bed in the morning. You know, it comes. It does come in different flavors, different types, such as. Your man up in Notre Dame, your man up in Penn State. That's all a part of the diaspora. And you see that HBCUs too. Exactly. Okay. You know, this isn't something that it, it ain't always how we want to call it chains and flashy. And it, that, that's not the experience everywhere you go on a camp, HBCU campus. You know, so like your man in Notre Dame, your man in uh, Penn State, those exist just as well. And we don't, and, and we don't support that. Well, let me not say we. The ones that, you know, that the fame and notoriety, they choose not to. And I, I think that's a big disservice to the next generation coming up because I don't lost my hope for y'all. So, my generation is left. Like I said, I'm, I'm passing like the tangent after this, but like, it is like you said. Like I, I stopped waiting on celebrities, mm-hmm. and I said I don't like. Let me let me just put it this way: I don't want Deion to do bad. I want I want him to do good. He is black, and on the path he is in that opportunity. I do want him to do good, but it's the fact that you can just take the coach. Everybody when they want to take the culture, they want to take the parties. Yeah, they want to take the homecoming, the bands, but they don't talk about how like the other stuff. You all been the other stuff you got to do. The other stuff we did. You know what I'm saying? Um, my thing is, if you want the culture, you can come. But I get, I know everybody can't get the one, or everybody can't be in one. But that is my biggest thing. Like, yo, like as black people, our black stars, it don't take nothing for you to pop out. Sometimes they came down to Jackson, Mississippi, 
Come on. No diss to anybody listening to Jackson. He's sick. <laughs> but keep walking all the time to Jackson. Jackson. So like Kenny said, we got Morehouse in Atlanta. We got uh, Florida. We got D.C. Yeah. And the only reason why Howard get the love because you know what I'm saying? Howard got a lot of alums that's like up there, up there. Right. But we got like, you know what I'm saying? But you tell me you can't. Like, like, Magic P ain't in New Orleans and can't stop going to Baton Rouge real quick to see something play or just stop by. It's like, show. I'm not saying he didn't give him money. I'm just saying stop by. Say he was there. Notoriety helps in our situation because we're already underfunded. That's a whole other topic. But, you know, I just think that it's kind of crazy how celebrities can find their way to Boulder all of a sudden, but can't find their way. To where our cities are. That's kind of crazy to me. But I know Deion's a mega star, they're friends, but you had to rock, man. Look, it feel like they were playing USC. Now, that's the part that got me hot. They were playing Colorado State. Right. They were supposed to be Colorado. I'm free this weekend. I'm pulling up. <laughs> like, I can see if you were playing USC. Right. Like, I can, I can have friends, okay, this is a big time Caleb versus the door. Y'all want to see this face to face. Bro, you play Colorado State in the Rocky Mount Classic. And I y'all not even know that what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like true. Part of the positioning at that point. It's Colorado is the, the biggest name in the news cycle right now. Let me position myself. It's the game day there, bro. That's what I'm saying. Let me position Gave myself. To Jackson State. One time. And they didn't even talk about Jackson State. They talked about Dion going to Power Five. That was disrespectful. The 60 minute episode, I don't know if y'all saw it. They showed Jackson State, they showed an old rundown house. Talking about how you left Jackson, they showed an old rundown house, and they showed Colorado a mansion. I'm like, wow. That's what they think of us. But if you were in that position, can't you say something about that, though? Can't you still speak up? The way he left was wrong. I don't want to get too much there. I'm going to let Tammy talk her tape, but what, what you got to say? I mean, y'all got it. You ain't got nothing to say. Mm-mm. What are you here for? You ain't got no time. I, I don't watch sports. <laughs> I keep on. Yeah, I've been thinking about celebrities coming to the back of the I don't have anything extra or different to say. Like, you keep on trying to make me say things. You said everybody came to see you to start showing you these things. You said my car, and then people are going to keep on listening to see if I have more to say at this point. I don't. But you still got to give the people something to support, though, because the main thing that people widespread always talk about with uh, PWIs, HBCUs, is like talent level when it comes to sports. And they'll talk about how, you know, speaking with Jackson State, when when Dion took uh, Shador and Travis Hunter and some of the other players, Shiloh as well, uh, to Colorado, okay, how will some of these HBCU players stack up with these, you know, Pac-12 and, and other conferences? So, so for them, it's like... Um, you're going to build that at HBC. You know, you can still schedule True, but they look at it as like, okay, yeah, he, he, they're dominating at the HBC level, but what's the talent pool really like? You know, let's see if we can try and replicate this at a PWI. And a lot of people right now, you know, if you check Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, anywhere else, they're like, okay, you know, the fun's over. You know, those players, when they play a big school like Oregon, can't compare it to what we have this type of talent level. So that's that's my Dion. That's my little bit hit they fall though. What? Um, now, um, I don't know. Sometimes you hype yourself up too much. Other coaches got egos too. Yeah, and I think they're waiting to see Dion fail. Yeah, Oregon mm-hmm. coach was ready. He yeah. said in the pregame, they came for clicks. We came to win football games. This game ain't played in Hollywood. This game played on this field. How like, matter that take, though, by the way? Huh? How matter that take, the Oregon coach said? Well, they, I'm not mad at what, 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 what about Oregon? So, what the coach said about, you know, they have to click, we have to win. Yeah. I'm not mad Like, I just think, I don't want to get too much, like, like far as, like, the play. But, like, I understand, like, do we really, my thing is, do we really, we say we want to support each other. And this is a sports aspect. Bruh. Dino, relax. Crazy on the leather couch. 
<laughs> but but um I just say, do we really support each other though? Do we really say and then take the HBCUs out of it? Just but who you like support though? Like I think we show up, you know. Really? Yeah, we do. Where? We talk about support. Like, what do you ask for? Yes, somebody. You don't hear people. You don't hear people talk about like James Franklin say how he built Vanderbilt and then he went to Penn State and done, done nothing but win. And but I think the Big Ten has only had like five black coaches in the conference ever. Like that's an accomplishment. I think my main thing is sometimes, like you said, it's a culture thing, and. I think we we feed into the narrative that we're what's it a monolith monolith yeah. mm-hmm. that you gotta look a certain way to garner real black support. But I don't know. I'm back to Ron's point though. Now you got something to say? Yeah, now I have something to say. Okay. Anyway, I think that just talking about the coaches that you mentioned at Notre Dame or Penn State is that they are not as boisterous or as loud as Dion is so for a normal like for me as a person who like someone who's like me who really isn't sure like really knows about sports and stuff like that but I'm on social media you might think you're supporting because that is what you see you don't see the other coaches like that as big because Mm -hmm. they're not as on there because they don't care about that they care about winning them football games. They don't care about all that extra stuff. But I feel like if more people knew about it, like after this podcast, I believe that because they've heard about it, they're going to be like, oh, well, let me tune into this and let me see. But it's not exciting. It's not fun the same way Dion makes it. So it's not, I don't really know if it's about if we don't support each other versus is it is it access to know how to support each other for mainstream people? Celebrities is something different, but I think for like regular people like us, for is it four of us? Yeah, sitting on this couch. <laughs> I think that it's just because you don't know. Like I don't watch sports. If if I wasn't married to you and I was a single woman, I'll be like, okay, you my bolder, you know, parents. It's the merch. It's the merch buying. She has a great point, though. I mean, their marketing is A1. So for Tangie, who doesn't watch sports, she knows what's going on with Colorado and what's going on with the team. Uh, the Notre Dame coach doesn't market himself. Yeah. He's not bigger than the program. Deion's bigger than exactly. Colorado. So we're not going to know about these people if you're not fully engulfed into watching college sports. Yeah, like now that I know, I'm like, okay, I would never buy a Notre Dame. And that's why I, 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 I get that. It, I mean, my main thing was celebrities. And how all these people now are voting fans. Like, that's, like, like well, I, let, me, let me say this. And I'm, I, I might, it might come off wrong. Boulder, out of all places, if he was at USF, if he was at uh, like Ole Miss, if he was at uh, East Coast School or West West Coast or Arizona, Arizona State, bro, you are at all these people are repping Boulder. And what community are you supporting there? Honestly, <laughs> Thank you. that's what, and that's what I'm saying about. What are you running from from the other things that I mentioned earlier, like Baltimore, DC, Atlanta, Tallahassee, Miami, uh, New Orleans? It's like, what? What are you with Tuskegee? What are you running from? But everybody, when October come around, I bet you everybody want to come to our home search now. Not everyone that, oh yeah, can you book me for your homecoming concert? We don't even get like a a discount no more. Yeah, that's business stuff. Is it? Was that business when they showed up? When little when the little white charged them right now? He charged them. I think he, he, he probably got some. He did it. 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 He Got me in Boulder, Colorado for free. If I find out y'all out there off the muscle, it's going to be a problem. (laughs) And celebrities pull up to the other places. They pull up at USC all the time. You know, as far as the... But USC is Colorado, right? 
It's LA. I get that. But that's probably my problem. You must see in South Central. So yeah. I mean, it's not like that's probably it's Boulder. Oh, Boulder like it's Boulder, Colorado. So do you have a problem with Boulder or do you have a problem with Chandler? Yeah, Colin shows the PWI versus the HBCU. I don't have a problem with PWI. I'm like, I got a problem with them not showing up the HBCUs ever. When you're in them cities, you're in Atlanta. You do shows there. You come. You can't have a pop up. It's still entertainment in the day. You gotta give them something. You gotta give them something to be entertained by. Yeah. So basically, our black football support. isn't that entertaining. Our, our black support. keep it a buck. People go for the bands. People go for the halftime show. Even our people. That's the problem, with, that's problem with us too. But I mean, that's my whole other topic. Because like, actually, you be good football being played, but we don't. We don't. We we. I'm saying. Yes, you got to look at the levels of football. So you got FBS and you got FCS. The win, some of the women's programs at FCS are the HBCUs. That's why they had the most, they had the best attendance and everything. Now, like people say, it's not good product, but then how do we know? Because everybody's come for the band, all we come for the tailgate, right? Did we talk about that last week? We did. Yeah, check out last week's episode. We'll talk about how to navigate a tailgate. You know what I'm saying? But the tail, like people come for the tailgate, people come for the bands. We don't even look at the game. Don't even look at it when it's pros out there. It actually do be some good people being played, but just because we don't play on NBC, ESPN, and stuff all the time, it's not considered good. And them schools get that TV money. Well, of course they're gonna have better facilities, better this. And then we just know, like I still feel like black people look at our product as we always look at ourselves as less than. Everything is less than. Mm. We never look at ourselves. As once or ever being equals, we're always us. Oh, as you know, HBCU football and all that. Anyway. So that we're not getting the top recruits. So you're getting yes. you're getting like the, the two and three star or the people that walked on. So let's talk. That's not true, but okay, you keep going. No, I'm just saying, like the talent level is different. So you're you're a football fan. Mm-hmm. You're a season ticket holder for Norfolk State, correct? Mm-hmm. So you're gonna watch every game. You're gonna make sure you're invested. But the average person, like Tangi, who does not care about football, doesn't care about mm-hmm. sports, what does she have to do to like? Uh, so who, who are you really? How, watching? how can she get? How can the average fan get invested? But who are you really watching? HBCU game? Who are you really watching? Because we can say so. We're gonna say HBCU football, and they get the best recruits, right? So let's keep it a buck. The average fan is only gonna watch another Dame, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, right. USC, uh, uh, Michigan, yeah. like that. No, we're not even talking. No, we're just talking about seven to eight schools, right? Ain't how many how many schools in the ACC? Nine. That's a power five conference. How many schools in the SEC? Fifteen. That's a power five conference. But you ain't watching Kentucky. You're not watching them. You're not watching the MAC schools and the FCS teams. We say we don't have the talent, but why do FCS teams like the HBCUs beat them schools sometimes? But why talent ain't the same? Because we do get four stars and we do get three stars and we get five stars. Man, that was a good conversation. And the best part about that conversation that I have more of it left, I just stopped at an hour because I don't think y'all really want to listen to me for two, three hours. So stay tuned for part two. I'm not going to take up too much of your time. Just don't forget that we drop every Sunday or wherever you get your podcast at on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Check us out. Follow me at IDK Sports Pod on Instagram. So DM me on any topics that you would like me to talk about. Like I said, I'm not going to take up too much of your time. So until next Sunday, I'll holler.